Oh man, we're back <laughs> on another uh, chart-topping episode of Loathsome Things, a horror movie podcast, where we discuss uh, horror movies. Uh, some of them are good. Some of them aren't as good. We generally enjoy all of them. Even if they're so bad, we just enjoy talking shit about them. The one time. Yeah, one time. And yeah, yeah, it was the the film that should not be named Intersect. So my name is John. And uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Josh. Josh, how are you doing, sir? Hello. (laughs) Hey, nice lady. I am doing so good. I am so happy to be here talking on a podcast with you today after a half hour of technical problems. Oh, man. But, you know, that half hour was well worth it because none of the problems went away. <laughs> we, sh- we called tech deport and uh, and everything is the same. <laughs> Try it now. Is it better? No. Okay, you're welcome. No. Yeah. <laughs> so if there's some weird noises, listeners, just know that the only way I could get rid of that noise is if I held the microphone up above my head like some kind of an asshole. <laughs> it's okay. We're both using cameras that barely work. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Right now, I can see John, but he looks like a blurry thing from a horror movie. Like, that scary thing that you can't quite make out what it is. And uh, I'm digging it. Oh, man. Good thing I bought this 1080p digital camera that doesn't do anything. Oh, shit. Dude, my camera is something that I'd never heard before I bought this camera. It's 2K. 2K? 2K. Wow. That's... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> An extra 920K. <laughs> yeah. They were like, all right, 4K, it's too expensive. What if we cut it in half? <laughs> 2K. That's what the people want. They want to go backwards. <laughs> Slightly less K. <laughs> oh, man. I recently watched a, a DVD, which is something that I hadn't done in a little bit. Yeah. And I forgot that uh, that DVDs um, are not in high definition. They're not in 1080. And I was like, I can't see shit. What's going on? <laughs> we used to think they look so clear, too. Yeah, they were like, oh, man, this is amazing. Like, I remember watching um, Lord of the Rings was the uh, the Fellowship of the Ring was the first DVD I ever bought. Mm. And like, I put it up on my like 13 inch uh, uh, TV. And I was like, Wow, I can see all of it. It's not even in widescreen. This is great. And, and now I've got a DVD up on a big TV, and it's just like, who are these people? I can't tell. <laughs> it's, wow, this looks assy. <laughs> it's like this just looks like the worst of YouTube. <laughs> it's like a videotape of a videotape. Yeah. <laughs> You copied it. You have you you tried to like hit stop at the commercials and then record right as it came back on, but it didn't work. Paid for that. Yeah, you've got one half of a nineteen eighty three Hearts Chicken commercial in there. <laughs> chicken. <laughs> 
So, John, what are we doing today? Today we are talking about a uh, a rather fine film that uh, we've discussed doing, uh, covering several times. Uh, so I'm glad that we're finally getting to it. It is a, uh, I guess you could say, a fork fork horror film. It's about scary yeah. forks. Yeah, fork horror. It's a folk horror film based on a novel. Uh, it, it's uh, from 2017. Jeez, I thought it was more recent than that. It's uh, the 2017 film, uh, David, it's David Bruckner's The Ritual. The Ritual. It is, it's based on the novel by Adam Neville, who is a, he's British, obviously, with that name. But he's a folk, yeah. folk horror author who uh, has written some fine books. And this this movie is amazing. It's funny. I saw. I, I think I saw this movie for the first time after I saw Hereditary and Midsummer. Which mm. this movie is basically what if you mixed Hereditary and Midsummer, but made it a British bro venture turned creature feature. <laughs> but this movie came out before Hereditary and Midsummer. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of kind of tripped off the modern trend of of folk horror like revival. Which has become kind of a thing now that that uh, Shutter has jumped all over it. Yeah. Oh, you said its name. Oh, that I was just—I just meant like when it's cold. Sometimes <laughs> I shudder and think about folk horror movies. <laughs> That's uh, that probably should be their new catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Lord of Ad Copy. <laughs> That's fantastic. Shudder, you should sponsor us. You should. Um, yeah. They're actually stepping up to the plate, finally, instead of just picking random copyright-free crap, it seemed like, you know, with a mix of some decent things. They actually are picking stuff that you want to watch, or that I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, just recent announcements that you can see on our Twitter feed of, of things that are coming out where it's like, oh, fuck yes, amazing Let's go. Yeah, they're putting their they're putting their name behind some pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, and uh, releasing uh like foreign horror movies that never got released over here. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I don't know what it is that's changed. I mean, maybe they maybe they have more money than they had before. They're part of part of the AMC family, I think, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know if they always were. It seems like that's that's kind of a new development. That's a same people that own Sundance, I think, because they're all kind of tied together. Is it Sundance? Well, I didn't know that. I don't know. I can't because they have like channel bundles you can get, you know, and like I don't know. Enough of the free advertising. We're, let's do some more free advertising for this movie. Yeah. All right. So uh, you mentioned that this is based on a novel by Aaron Neville. There is another movie based on a novel by Aaron Neville called No One Gets Out Alive, and it is really good. Yeah, it's a good movie. I believe his name is Adam Neville. <laughs> Aaron Neville, I believe, is the uh, singer from New Orleans that goes... <laughs> he sings like that. Yeah, he, well, I mean, yeah, from the from the Neville family, right? Has, yeah, has a dinner plate-sized mole on the side of his face. <laughs> Doesn't he have, like, a Christian TV show, like, TV channel show now? Ooh, does he? The Aaron Neville, like, time... Oh, I don't know. He was the one that was like all muscle bound and wore the skin tight shirt with the like sleeves that are way too short and like do this move. And then he's all. Yeah, for Christ. <laughs> he's, 
He sings in that high-pitched, nasally tone. <laughs> that just looks looks like beef. That's awesome. Beef in a tight casing. <laughs> Sausage Neville. Oh, man. He also wrote some awesome horror novels about really really neat deities yes or deities yes no one yeah was it no one gets out alive or no one gets out alive yeah he wrote he has a new one out i think called cunning folk which is really good and uh there's another one i listened to because i listened to him at work but it was it was also really good his books are fun um you know if you think horror is fun yeah yeah which i would imagine <laughs> you do don't. yeah well yeah, yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I'm probably going to give him a listen because I haven't read horror fiction seriously since college. I I did essays on Poe and Lovecraft at, for like like sophomore literature classes. And since then, I've just kind of been done with it. Like every time I've tried to read one, I'm like, I don't get why books are scary. Like they, they were just a putting horror on hold until movies could get here. But maybe I should read something. I did just read uh, Jeff Vandermeer. Uh, uh, I hate this. This is going to be our best episode. You just read Jeff Vandermeer's what? Benihilation? No, I thought I was reading that, but it turned out to be a like weird sequel to that called Born. Oh, Born. Oh, okay. I haven't read that one. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird, and I will say the audiobook of it is kind of annoying. Is it Bronson Pinchot? Ooh, I don't know who that is, but she didn't sound like a Brunson to me. Oh, it was a woman, okay. Yeah, and uh, there it's about this little... Uh, a, a, a survivor finds a little, like, cute bio toy that mm-hmm. has an adorable little voice and talks to her and says her name, and then turns out, you know... Because it's it's in that series of stuff, it, it turns out to be more than just a little child's toy. The Southern Reach trilogy is really great. Those books are fantastic, particularly the first one. Is Annihilation is amazing. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm choosing between those and uh, and this guy Aaron Neville's novels because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got one of those things. You know, the audiobook service. They yeah. did another thing. They were like, "Would you like three months for free because you won't pay us money?" And I was like, yes, please. I would like three months for free because I won't pay you money. <laughs> but is it, isn't it though like they give you one book or some shit? One book a month. That's not bad though. I, I've yeah. I've listened to two of his and uh, they're both good. I, I, the, I've got like the ritual on my list and some other stuff, but uh, yeah, definitely worth listening to. He's, he's one of the better contemporary horror authors that I've found so far. Yeah, I mean, if the stuff in these movies is anything to go off of, then I, I definitely want to find out what this guy's writing about, because this is awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah. This movie won the Fangoria Chainsaw Award for Best Creature Effects in 2019 and Best Effects at the 2017 British Independent Film Awards. I, I mean, the creature effects are fucking phenomenal. Yes, and like super duper digital, which I'm pretty snobby about, you know, Mm -hmm. like I haven't seen much in the way of a CGI creature where I'm like, wow, that's so good. But damn, it's so good. It's just so weird. It it, it looks it looks really great. And and, uh, we'll we'll get into it, but it has like 
it has two different looks like two different ways that you see the creature and they're very different from each other and they're both just perfect (laughs) great I know. I remember the first time I saw it, I was just like, oh man, they nailed it. I think after the first time I saw it, I instantly sent you a message that was like, oh my God. (laughs) It's like, why does everyone else suck so bad at making monsters? (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's so good. Uh, This was Bruckner's first feature length film. He had uh, previously directed segments of The Signal and VHS. And uh, his Hellraiser reboot series is in post-production and scheduled to come out this year, which is 2022 for those listening to us in the future. Yeah, he had a se- he had a segment in Southbound and uh, he I think did he make the movie The Siren? Because that was that was, I think, one of his VHS things, right, where they, they those guys in the hotel room capture the the siren and she like has sex with the guy and ends up flying off with the other one. Oh, I don't know. Do you remember that one? I haven't one? seen that. No, she's, I don't. She's, I don't. She's one of those actresses with like the big like manga eyes, big crazy eyes. And uh, <sighs> so she's just got a great on-screen presence. And there's a, these guys meet this girl. And they're like partying, you know, like spring break type douchebags. And they're partying in this hotel and they, they meet this girl and, and bring her back to the room. And I think she, I don't remember how many guys she has sex with, one of them at least, but she's real quiet and kind of weird. And and all of a sudden she turns into this creature and like, you know, slaughters a bunch of guys and then flies away with another one that she decides to keep. Oh, lucky devil. (laughs) Then they made a feature film about it, which I assume Bruckner must've had something to do with because he's got, he's got credit in it, but he also made a, a recent film that I think we've both seen now, right? Yeah, the uh, the other one, Nighthouse. The Nighthouse, yeah, with with uh, with the lovely Rebecca Hall. Yes, yeah, and she did great. She did a great job in that movie. Yeah, it was very good at points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite uh, thing, even that he's done. But uh, yeah, but it was. I mean, it was decent. It was worth watching. I, you know, it wasn't great. Yeah. They did that cool thing where the architecture of the house it turns into the like silhouette of a of a presence, mm-hmm. and and that looked really cool. And then they just kept doing it, and it was like, okay, now now it's just kind of. <laughs> what if I show you again? What if I show you one more time? What if I stretched the hallway out to now make it look like a face and not a hallway? No. No, don't nah, do that. Nah, it was okay the first time. Yeah, the 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 uh, preface of the movie is great. Like the yeah. the story idea, yeah. like that core nugget is amazing. Like, yes, an identical reverse house over there, full of spoilers. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> they could have. I mean, there's so many cool things they could have done with it, and what they did was okay. But yeah. The way it, like, really, when you look back on it, it's like, it's more a story about depression. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. I, I don't like when, yes. I hate when horror movies are, are analogs for something that are less interesting than horror movies. It's like, it, <laughs> it plays like a horror movie, but it's really about how cool it is to use a ballpoint pen. It's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> 
yeah, it's cool. I don't need a whole movie about it. <laughs> so, so yeah, in that movie, it starts off with uh, someone has died and the main character is in mourning. Whereas in this movie that we're going to be reviewing, it starts off with uh, uh, we see someone die and then the rest of the movie is following some dudes that are in mourning. Yeah. Some, some As opposed to Ari twats. Aster films. Yeah. <laughs> where like hereditary where a grandmother has died and the characters are in mourning or in midsummer yeah where a whole fucking family is dying and she is in mourning she is in <laughs> she is in uber mourning yeah with the worst boyfriend let's watch that movie <laughs> i love that movie we definitely have to cover that one absolutely i wanted to reference this movie's um uh, the award winners, the special, uh, the makeup effects are done by Josh and Sierra Russell. They also did uh, makeup effects in Dementia Part 2, Southbound, Halloween 2, and many other things. Special effects by Nick Adler, who did the special effects in The Fifth Element, Alien, Legend, and The Empire Strikes Back. Then wow. we have visual effects by Ben White with Gladiator, multiple Harry Potter movies, Avatar, and Guardians of the Galaxy, and way more things that I wanted into to include because this dude is—they're all amazing. So they got they got real heavy hitters. Then I didn't—I'd never really had looked into that part. That's really really cool because I mean it makes sense because those guys were great. Dementia Part Two is the one we did, right? Yeah, that with Matt Mercer and uh, yeah. and, and the uh, and the old lady with the uh, Canadian Mountie husband. Yeah, and Mike Testicle worked on it that one Mike, as well. Mike Testicle, yeah. There was a were beaver. <laughs> That's right. Shout out to uh, which one was it that actually responded to us on Twitter? I think it was uh, Mike was Testicle. It, I was believe. it Testicle? Mr. Yeah. Testies. Yeah. We can talk about him because it's not like he's listening. No, no. He's he's got much better things to do. Yeah, like add us on Twitter. Yeah, and make a shitty hour long movie. What? <laughs> John, would you recommend that the sweet sweet folks at home watch this movie before we tell any spoilers about it? I would definitely recommend it. This there's. You got to see it for yourself before you listen to us, you know, or anyone else blather on about it. It's more fun to, it's really more, I mean, we've already said more about it than, than somebody who hasn't seen it should hear. I mean, just stop now and go watch the goddamn thing. Cause it's really cool. It's, um, it's really cool. It's a great example of, of a creature feature. It's a great example of modern horror. It's a great example of folk horror. It, uh, you know, it's a good story. It's well told. The acting is really good. Uh, the camera work is impressive. It's a, it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, if you're horny for hot British dudes with British accents, this movie has a very little bit of that and more of just like some of the worst British accents in it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they are. It's funny because like all horror movies, the, the cast of, of people that you know are fucked from the beginning, uh, which is in all horror movies, it, they're always horrible people. They're always deplorable. Uh, this this cast is really no different. But these guys are believable. They really come off as just a bunch of douchebags going on a hike who have some terrible shit in their past. And it, it they pull it off. They, it's a very natural... Uh, the, the performances are very natural. And it really adds to the the appeal of the movie. Because it's it's a pretty simple story. And it, but, and it moves 
quickly. I mean, it's only like 90 minutes, like 94, I think, or something. And, uh, you know, there's really no wasted time in the film, which I appreciate, you know, it just doesn't drag because some of the movies we've talked about have dragged. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There are some movies with like big, long segments of this isn't necessary in the middle, but they needed to make the time for it to be feature length. And this one doesn't really do that. There's a little bit, Maybe I don't think so. There's not a lot of cruft in here. It's it's good. Yeah, it's surprisingly good. I mean, the only the only thing there's a scene in the movie where a character explains something. We'll we'll get to it. It's later in the film where it's kind of like it's one of those scenes that directors will put in a movie because they're afraid the audience is too stupid to know something, so they have to put it in there for you. But uh, mm-hmm. other than that, it's a pretty pretty straight narrative. You know, it, it's it tells us it's very much a story. And it, it works that way. So go watch it and then come back and listen to what we think about it. But your opinion about it, we won't really care as much. Maybe you can tell us. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can tell us when we'll, we'll act like we're interested and then laugh at you when we're not, uh, when you're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. And by the, by the time you've told us about it, we'll be, we'll definitely remember what we said about it. <laughs> Hey, you know how you guys said that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what is he talking about? <laughs> you know that actor, Mike Flankodork? Oh, him. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was good in that one. No, you said you hated him. Oh, I hated him. Yeah, he was a terrible <laughs> man. Cancel, please. <laughs> also, stop writing to us. Jesus. <laughs> But please write to us. <laughs> yes, please do. Uh, all right. And now you've seen the movie and you've come back to listen to us. You're like, God, what are those guys talking about? I'm going to go watch this movie. <laughs> wow, this movie is so much more interesting than them talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> the movie opens with Luke, Phil, Hutch, Dom, and Robert. They are five British lads. They are at a pub for the evening and they are planning their next all lads holiday and where they're going to go. The King's Trail. The King's Trail is where they land on because all of the other things are too not approvable for them for a variety of reasons that are very bantersome. Yeah, so they they decide to take an adventure to go somewhere that none of them really appear to want to go. Yeah, not even one. They're like, oh, that sounds terrible. Can you imagine our fat friend on the side of a mountain? No. (laughs) You know, it'd be really cool if we went to northern Sweden and hiked through the woods, something all of us would hate to do. So they land on that plan and then they are walking down a cobblestone street because it's Europe or something. And uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Luke decides that they're going to pop into this liquor store for a bottle right quick. And Robert goes in with him. They go in, they talk about something that doesn't matter. And then they realize that they've managed to pop in right in the middle of a robbery. Yeah, they look over and there's this like bruised and bloodied lady laying on the floor. She's she's like cowering behind the cash register. She's been she's been struck and uh, and just then two tweaker robbers come out of the back room and Luke manages to hide behind an end cap while uh, Robert just stands there. <laughs> 
the the robbers confront him. They want his wallet. He's like, sure, here's my wallet. Well, you also would like your watch, please. Thank you. He gives them the watch. And then they want his wedding ring. And at this point, there's like eye contact between Robert and Luke. And Luke's like, nah, man, don't give him your wedding ring. That's important to us who have been married to each other. And uh, at this point, you even see Luke, he's got a bottle of vodka and he's like, if I turn it upside down, it's like a weapon. (laughs) But he doesn't do anything. And uh, one of the tweakers uh, beats the entire life out of Robert with a baseball bat over the head multiple times. It is sudden. It is loud. It is brutal. (laughs) It is amazing. Yeah. Fortunately, Luke doesn't do a damn thing. Yeah, Luke is now in shock. He's he like does a, a almost comical double take. I don't know. And uh, and uh, then he just cowers and waits. Uh, later in the movie, we'll find out uh, a little bit more about how things went down. Not too much. Basically, what happened? He went in with Robert. Robert got killed. He hid behind an end cap. Yeah, that covers yeah. it. To be fair to Luke, there was no way that he could have known that that was going to happen. And yeah. like, I mean, his plan was sound. <laughs> yeah. yeah, protect yourself at all costs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could tell at a certain point he was like, if I if I sneak down this aisle, maybe I can come up behind the two drug addicts and beat them both over the head with one bottle of vodka. <laughs> Or I could stay behind this end cap and there's a much better chance that at least one of us will get out alive. Yeah, there will be someone to tell the story. Myself. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it is six months later and the the four remaining gentlemen are now camping in northern Sweden on the King's Trail. <laughs> it is very scenic. Yeah, it's gorgeous, but they 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 are... They're clearly not, these are not hikers. I mean, their their breakfast is whiskey and cigarettes. Yeah, which, I mean, does sound great. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. May not be the best thing to do on a hike. They, uh, they each have brought their own tent, and it's a little bit comical because you can tell that, like, some of them are like, oh, yeah, I have a solo hiking tent, and the other ones are like, I went to Academy. I mean, uh, whatever is Academy in England, and, and bought the cheapest tent I could find. <laughs> I went to Dick's Sporting Goods, but English style. Yeah, Richard Sporting Goods. <laughs> yeah, Wanker's Sporting Goods. <laughs> uh, they're very chatty. It's quite bantersome and, and at times entertaining. And then at a certain point, they they reach a hilltop and they they pile stones into a little shrine for Robert with his photo. And they pour a comical amount of whiskey out of a very small flask in his honor um uh, it's very strange but it's good it's all in fun we're having a good time yeah and then while they're doing that we get this uh this this line that uh they're all like saying words in his honor and it's should have never happened and we can see that luke is perhaps a little bit butthurt about the way it is said <laughs> yes he is it's like the, it's like this gigantic shrine that is like it's, it just seems a bit much, to be honest. It is a little much, especially because there are no other rocks nearby. So they would have had to have either, like, did they did they fill their backpacks with rocks, <laughs> or is this like some sort of like ancient 
Viking thing that already existed, and they just decided to put his picture on it or something. Yeah, he, either way, not good. Did they pre-shrine, or did they... <laughs> yeah. yeah, did they just deface the land? <laughs> oh, you know what? We could put this douchebag's picture right here with a little candle and some other shit. <laughs> oh, good, it's pouring. <laughs> we, we hear them talk about stuff about... Uh, it, it's very veiled and and not like direct, but like whether or not it's Luke's fault that all of this happened. And and around this time of the banter getting complainy, Dom twists his ankle. Uh, before this, Dom is the one that they'd been like, could you imagine Dom on the side of a mountain? And, and they're all like very disapproving of Dom's new lifestyle where he has a hot wife and has gotten a little fatter. They don't like that about Dom. <laughs> yeah, I like it because... Right, right before he hurts himself, Dom says, "Sweden can lick my bridge." <laughs> <laughs> There's a little dis- discussion about the gooch. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "The bridge? What do you mean? Oh, you know, London's Bridge, right between there, <laughs> the perineum, the gooch." Yeah, and then step, twist, crunch, scream. Yeah, they start. They start talking about like, well, what are we going to do? Because, you know, Dom is a piece of shit. And they're like, you're just going to have to walk through the pain. And he's like, oh, you can go fuck yourself. I'm not going to just walk through the pain. So they decide at this point that instead of going around all of the mountains, uh, because they can clearly see the lodge that they're staying at in the distance on a gorgeous mountainside, they decide that instead of walking around all of the mountains to get there, they're just going to cut through this little forest. It'll be nice. Yeah, it'll be nice. In no way is this a bad decision. No, no. Taking the shortcut is never a bad decision, especially even after, I believe it's Dom that's like, if it was a shortcut, they'd call it a route. <laughs> that's right. What they should have done, at this, this is exactly the moment at which they should have just murdered Dom and then done whatever the fuck yeah. is the best idea as far as like how to get the fuck out of this place. Yeah, probably eat him. Yeah, eat Dom, because there's plenty to eat. Um, yeah, so much Dom. So Dom. And then just get the fuck out of there, because nobody even wants to be there in the first place. Yeah, at this point, everyone is cranky. The banter has gone from mildly entertaining to ultra cringy, <laughs> and and no one is having a good time. I mean, it's a beautiful place, but they're cold, and it's rainy, and they're not prepared. They're, they're not yeah. really used to hiking. You know, it wasn't... It's one of those things where it's like, we should do this. And then they get out there and they're like, we shouldn't have done this. <laughs> this was a really bad idea. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Why? What, what does he say? Uh, <laughs> why didn't we go to Vegas? Oh, you'd have found something to fall over in Vegas as well. And Dom says, yeah, <laughs> a massive pile of tits. <laughs> Uh, uh, fun, fun trivia bit. Apparently the, the original like tagline for this movie was going to be, they should have gone to Vegas. But then before the movie came out, some, uh, asshole decided to massacre a, a crowd uh, of people in Vegas. So wow. they changed the tagline to not be that. That's so, a horrible reason. Trivia bit. Yeah. 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 That's a horrible reason to have to change it. That They could have just gone with the reason that that's a fucking terrible tagline. It's a really bad tagline, especially for this movie, because it just makes it sound like a, a like buddy trip movie. Like, like, uh, I don't know. I guess that's what this is. Yeah. It's like, it's a hangover for, for pagans or something. I don't know. 
Oh, damn. That's a good tagline. <laughs> it's like hangover for pagans. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that the, the tagline was massive pile of tits. <laughs> Man, they would have sold so many more DVDs. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what this is, but I'm watching it. Oh, man. Four Guys in the Woods? Quote in big letters, massive pile of tits. Oh, yeah, it's, I'm in. So many less tits in this movie than I was expecting. <laughs> oh, no, no tits. <laughs> yeah, well, fortunately for them, they, they instantaneously get lost. Like, <laughs> yeah, the plan goes afoul immediately. We'll go this way, and then they're lost immediately. Four twats in a forest. Yeah. And they're, they're, no, not interested in hiking. They're not. They don't like nature. They don't like trees. Sweden, fresh air. They don't like any of those things of which they are surrounded. Yeah, there is a fun part where like uh, uh, the guy Phil, it, like puts his boot up on a stump to retie his shoe, and uh, the other guy's like, "Oh, great photo opportunity!" And he starts like doing like explorer poses, like pointing off in the distance and stuff. And then they like take a group selfie, and like that's the level of uh, seriousness with which they're taking this. <laughs> I know it's great. They're 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 fucking meat holes. These guys. Um, <laughs> yes. But the performances are good. I mean, like I said, they're they're very laddish, but they're they're older. You know, they're they're not like their twenties. They're more like in their thirties. They've got wives, and you know, these are guys that knew each other from uni, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they uh, so you know they they're they've known each other for a long time, and they're they're adults, and they're obviously just a bunch of degenerates. But they don't, aside from maybe Dom, who's kind of plays like the fat idiot character. They don't. They don't really stereotypes necessarily, um, and even he kind of. There's at moments where, as annoying as he is, he's actually kind of reason in the group, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. The 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 thing that they don't like about him is that he has become a family man. But mm-hmm. instead of like the the normal this type of movie where like that is them like, it's just like they're like, eh, I don't like the way he is anymore when things go down, like that's, that's his mindset is he thinks about like that person's family. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's the one that's kind of settled down and, and they're, you know, he's just not the same guy he used to be and they don't, you know, it's, it, it actually works in a more kind of naturalistic way. It's like, yeah. Okay. He's kind of, he's kind of pudged up and he's, you know, he's got the, all these creature comforts and he's not really that interested in his friends anymore. You know, like he's any excuse to kind of get out of that. Um, yeah. Instead of just like the big clown who is a complete loser in life and all that, they don't. He's not really that guy. Yeah, he's not falling down and then farting while trying to run away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're they're lost in the woods, and they, you know, they they come across a a, a gi- like way up in the tree. There's a deer that's been gutted and is gory and and you know disgusting. And, uh, and this is the point at which I realized that what, uh, white people from Europe or America or whatever, white people that aren't Swedish that go to Sweden are very scared of Swedish stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize that people were so frightened of the Swedes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're like, oh shit, it's weird Swedish stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The one guy's like, 
maybe it was a bear. And the other guy's like, I don't think bears do that. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this place is full of bears. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure bears don't eviscerate deer and then climb halfway up a tree and splay them out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the deer is so good and gory. It's like, it's been like, ripped open all along the chest and stomach and it like uh luke is the one that points out that it's still warm and drippy and we should go <laughs> yeah this is fresh guys it's not uh you need to get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah it's way too high up in that tree like it, it, it's it's all they're all like craning their necks up to look at it it's like that's a problem this isn't good yeah it's about 20 maybe 20 feet up in the tree it's it's you know obviously not a good situation so, no. so they, yeah, they decide to move on and, uh, it, it gets dark and stormy, which, you know, of course, oh, um, yeah, which is par for the course for this area. But, uh, they're, again, they're just, you know, stumbling through the woods and they, they come across some runes, uh, which immediately made me think, oh, Bluetooth. Cause I'm an idiot. <laughs> and then yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, did. it looks like the Bluetooth emblem. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. They got Bluetooth. <laughs> Oh, no, it doesn't have the two little dots in there. That means it's not connected to anything. <laughs> Damn it, I'm not getting the signal. Oh, uh, no. Carved into the side of a tree, and which is always a good sign when you find yeah. uh, p- pagan runic carvings. What could oh, possibly... Oh, no, Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Fucking Swedes. So <laughs> so they, they stumble across uh, this uh, this shed, I guess you'd call it, and... It's it's pouring, and so they're you know they're like it's locked. They don't know how to get in, but they're they're deciding. They're basically debating kicking in the door. I think it's Dom is the one that's like I don't, I'm not going in there. And Hutch, the one the biggest <laughs> douche of the group, yes. is a compass guy. Yeah, <clears throat> Hutch is like, well, I'm not sleeping in the fucking rain, so we're kicking it in. I don't know why they're so scared of the shed because it's just it. It looks like it would just be like some hunter's shed or something. Like it's it's obviously old and run down. Well, they they get over it pretty quickly, and Luke starts hearing shit out in the woods, and I think that helps encourage them forward. Is he's like, that's one of the things that I do like about their interaction is they all end up worrying about different things, mm-hmm. and and so like while the rest of them are arguing about whether or not to go into this horrible shed, Luke's like, y'all, there's something in the woods. <laughs> They, they do, uh, it is cool because they, they kind of pretty quickly are sharing this sense of dread, but they're not exactly sure what it is, you know, and they, they, and, and in fact, you know, most of them never figure it out until it's, you know, it's because it becomes too late for them, but they just, there's just this kind of sense, like, like the Dom guy has this sense that going into this building is probably not a good idea, but at this point they're fucked. I mean. Yeah, might as well go in the building. Yeah, At least that... you can sleep dry, except for Hutch. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! <laughs> so they they break in and uh, they they get inside and they're trying to settle and uh, it's you know it's disgusting in there, but whatever. It's well, and it's also kind of raining in there as well. Yeah, and they start. Uh breaking apart furniture like night of the living dead style to burn <laughs> yeah breaking up stuff to burn and uh the uh, phil goes upstairs to they he's like the they decide that he's the one who should go upstairs and see what's like, going on up there <laughs> he's the go upstairs guy <laughs> yeah 
So he goes upstairs and discovers this giant wicker manny headless altar shrine thing. Oh, it's so good. It's really cool looking. And of course he's like, get up here. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it, it's so good. It's like a, it's like a, a, bu- like a statue made out of bundled twigs, like a fascia. And, mm-hmm. and then like the arms, like they're, it, it's like a human shape, but then, the the top of it it's just a neck that ends with no head and the arms come up on either side and the arms are like holding up antlers like they're like gonna be sticking the antlers into either side of the head that isn't there it's so Mm -hmm. creepy it's really creepy yeah it's 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 definitely a sign that you guys are deep shit yeah (laughs) and it looks very similar to the statue at the end of the movie hereditary yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Pazinkus or whatever its name is. Yeah, Pazuzu. <laughs> Dive the, a Paimon? Paimon, Paimon yeah. I did not like that. <laughs> Simple Simon. Yeah, the, the dread building here is really good. These guys are clearly just fucked. Yeah, they are inside the dread building. So, yeah. So Lucas, like you know, let, let's let's get the fuck back in the morning. Let's get the hell out of here. Of course, they decide not to because you know they they saw. I mean, they saw the lodge. It wasn't that far. They just need to drag themselves through the hell woods some more. So they're they're going to bed. Luke Luke has trouble going to sleep, and then you know it's like one of these things where it like it's like a he closes his eyes, and then immediately it it there's like bright light on him. So it, you know he's he's now he's he's switch to being asleep and having a dream or nightmare or whatever. And so he's suddenly he's, he opens the door to the cabin and it's the interior of the liquor store, but the, the floor is the ground in the forest, which was really cool. It looks so um, good. It looks so good. Cause they clearly built a liquor store or, or convenience store set outdoors on the ground. Yeah, um, it's just like tossed moss around and shit. Yeah, it looks really cool. And like the light yeah. from above is flickering like it does in a shitty store. And, you know, he's kind of wandering through, you know, typical dream stuff. Like, what the fuck am I doing in here? And then uh, uh, the there's like one of those shots where, is that where the shot, they have a shot where everything just kind of zooms away. And then suddenly he just wakes up and it's day and he's standing in the middle of the woods. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he hears like a screaming or something and he like doesn't his brain puts it in as like Robert or something like that. That could be later. I don't know. Yeah, something jars him basically. And then the next thing you know, it's day, it's morning and he's awake and you see these blood stains start to grow in like a almost like a gunshot pattern or something in his chest. And he realizes mm-hmm. that something's not right. And he looks and there's like these puncture wounds in his chest. Yeah. Um, through his shirt. So it looks like. Through his. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he got shot by five bullets in the chest. <laughs> yeah. So obviously something bad has happened, and but nobody's really, nobody has any fucking clue. And so he, uh, he, everybody in the, in the cabin is losing their fucking mind. And, yeah. you know, like Dom is panicking and Hutch stands up and he's pissed himself, yeah. uh, which was hilarious. Yeah. And they can't find Phil. And so they go upstairs and he's naked bowing to this, this statue, like basically, and he's all dirty and he's like, kind of like praying. He's, he seems to be semi-conscious or not conscious at all, just kind of naked praying to this thing. And <laughs> they snap him out of it and he has no fucking clue what he's even doing up there. 
Yeah, yeah. He's like asking them, like, what what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. He's like, I don't know how I got up here. I, f- I don't know. Because my name is Phil. Yeah, Phil. And uh, part of uh, part of Dom's freaking out was that he was just like shouting his wife Gail's name. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Gail, Gail. It's pretty cool to see these men because they're, you know, they're they're pretty pretty typical guys, like you know, and they're just reduced to gibbering idiots. It doesn't take much. I like how it's happens so fast. You know, like they they're trying to be all macho and tough, and then one night in the hell cabin and. They've just been reduced to like simpering and pissing themselves and yes. getting naked and praying in front of some demon sculpture and stuff. It's great. I would be, I would be real bothered. I would be so epically out of there. Yes. And I really like how like each of them, they each had this experience, you know, uh, uh, Luke woke up with the, with the, chest wounds outside and and each of them woke up with like different horrible shit going on and it relates to the the trauma they experience going forward like each of them has their own traumatic obsession moving forward and uh i think that's great um yeah i really like the way they pull that off yeah yeah no it's 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 a quality uh quality storytelling on that at this point they all get dressed. I guess some of them changed their pants. Others just put on <laughs> all the clothes that they weren't wearing. And um, Luke zips up his jacket so that the other people, you know, the other guys can't see that he's been uh, possibly grabbed by some kind of giant hand, maybe. And they decide that it's time to leave. And when they step outside the shed, they look and they see that all of the trees have a rune carved in them facing the shed. And so they're all like, Oh, fucking Sweden shit. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Luke was right. Some Somebody or somebody and something, as it turns out, was watching them. Yes. Yeah. So they start arguing about which direction to go. Uh, Hutch is like, no, the, the shed was to the southwest. Uh, Dom says that the southwest can go fuck itself. And he sees <laughs> a path of least resistance. And he's like, look, a path. Let's go that way. And the rest of them are like, no, nah, we shouldn't go that way. But then they go that way. Um, yeah, they, because it's really where the fuck else are they going to go at this point? I know. It's it's not a good idea. <laughs> All of it is not a good idea. They shouldn't have gone into the liquor store and they should not have gone to this place in Sweden. It's great because, I mean, they... They're not making great decisions, but at the same time, to be fair to them, there there really aren't a lot of decisions for them to make that would have been any better. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously the best decision would probably be not to have gone on this trip, but to their, you know, to their, to their credit as real people, you know, if, if you think of them as real people, then the, the motivation would be like, well, let's do something together as a group. You know, it's been six months since our friend died and let's try to move past it and maybe we can, you know have some kind of experience together that can kind of help us, you know, deal cope with this a little bit better. So it's not the best possible idea, but maybe they're, you know, your mind, you're like, we'll go out into the, to nature and we'll, we'll bind bond with nature and it'll be this nice experience, but it just, that's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I mean, their, their decisions are perfectly fine for people that are not in a horror movie. Unfortunately for them, 
they are in a horror movie. <laughs> they are in a horror movie. I mean, it is true. And, you know, I was joking about the whiskey and cigarettes, which they do consume. And yes. you don't really see them eat anything. I think one guy eats like a nature bar or some shit at one point, but that's about it. I mean, they clearly don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, yeah, they maybe they've camped before. Maybe some of them have some kind of experience hiking. But in general, these guys are in no condition to be hiking in any wilderness because they, they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Even Hutch, who is the guy that like has a compass and knows how to use it. Even <laughs> even he's like, eh, I mean, the compass says we should go this way. So like, that's about the level of survival skill he's working at. <laughs> yeah. He knows how to use a compass. Yeah. Uh, this way. <laughs> oh, thanks, Bear Grylls. <laughs> uh so they're they're hiking, the conversation gets grouchy, they they start accusing each other of things and and being snipey with each other. They even talk about like, oh, don't give us your dumb psycho babble. They talk about like, what is it normal for you to scream out your wife's name at night? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I pissed me whatever British terms I was using. My waddles or whatever he called his night. <laughs> Um, they someone comes up with the phrase something's not right here and then we hear uh, the audience us we hear a throaty monster noise watching them they don't hear it but uh, as they're hiking and things get worse and they eventually have stopped talking and they're just going they come across a, a different shed in the woods <laughs> and they look at it it's all quiet it's old like the last one <laughs> and uh, they say well, should we uh, should we go in and see what's going on in there? And they all decide, fuck no, let's just keep going. I don't want anything to do with any more sheds today. I love that. Shall we have a look? Absolutely not. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, even, a fairly sound decision. Yeah, at this point, they're making good choices, good horror movie choices. Um. Dom ends up uh, getting tired and taking a seat and they start moaning about how if uh, if he's tired and can't walk the whole time, then they're never going to be able to get out. They'd really like to get out of the woods. Um, and at this point, Luke decides that he's going to hustle his way up a hillside and see if he can't see anything. When he gets up there, it's just all... Uh, it's just all more trees and he gets all despondent about it. And then he's looking out between all the, the pines. You know how pines are, you know. And oh, yeah. Yeah. He looks out and he sees what looks like a hand gripping the side of a tree towards him. But it's way too high up. It's all the way up there. And he's like, what? what is that? And then he sees like the fingers one at a time kind of like pull away. And it, it's no it, like the hand goes behind the tree. And then he sees something big move off in the distance. And he freaks his way all the way out of there, runs down the hill, goes to his friends. And uh, they're uh, they They just think he's nuts. He's like, no, 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 we got to go. There's something out there. I don't like this. It, it doesn't go well. They don't take him seriously. They end up with a, a whole... Uh, they're, they're arguing now. They bring up Rob's death. Uh, we find out that, um, you know, that when Luke comes out, he, he walks out of the, the liquor store. There's not a drop of blood on him. He gets called a fucking coward by Dom, who has a twisted ankle and is sitting down. 
and uh, even Compass Guy, who has been like the one that's like keeping the peace between everyone, can't come out and say that he believes in Luke's side of the story that, you know, that all of this wasn't his fault. And so now Luke's feelings are hurt. Um, And then they, they keep on going. They end up like coming across this clearing and they find an old tent buried underneath the uh, topsoil a little bit. They dig it out. They find a wallet inside and it's some lady's credit card that expired in the eighties. And they're like, Oh, well, this obviously cannot be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody goes camping and abandons their wallet and tent. Yeah, they, and I think their shoes too, right? Or am I, I just I, thinking I, of? I'm thinking of the other movie <laughs> in the Earth. Yeah, in the Earth, where they find a tent. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it's so. I was thinking of that too. Yeah, it, and. Uh, so now they're like really unhappy and it starts getting dark again and they're just not having a good time. Uh, so it's it's time for them to make camp through the night that they shouldn't be in wilderness anymore for. Yeah, these guys are these guys are completely fucked and they know it, too. They're like, yeah. like not only are they completely ill suited to be in the wilderness, they now they realize that, you know, at the very least, somebody is fucking with them. And they're, again, they're, they're completely ill-equipped to deal with that as well. Uh, But they obviously suspect, and obviously uh, Luke more than suspects that there's something more than just somebody fucking with them. These guys are in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They are, they are doomed. They're really doomed. So they're, they're, you know, now it's nighttime. They're at their, they've set, they've set up camp again. And uh, there's something is, is, you know, like stomping around, like Bigfooting its way around the campsite. So there's, they're obviously not alone and whatever is out there is not human. It's some sort of beast of some sort. It's not good. It's not um, good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not good. Um, Luke once again has the liquor store nightmare. And uh, that's the scene where the, uh, the tent gets like jerked away. That's what wakes him up. Like, like he sees, you know, like that's the last thing he sees when it kind of wakes him up is something has just yanked the tent out into the wilderness. Uh, really cool, really cool image. And uh, he's, he's woken up and Phil is freaking the fuck out because as he says, it was here, mm-hmm. you know, which with the we don't really know what it is yet, but it's been there. There's blood in one of the tents and, you know, it's all shadowy and chaotic and the flashlights are shining off into the woods. So you can, you know, only kind of see what's right in front and the, you know, like everything else in the background is, is in silhouette. It's really cool. It's, it's it, really good. It looks really good. I mean, it's, it's simple camera work, but it's just super effective for some reason. And Hutch, Hutch is missing. So, you know, and then right away they hear Hutch screaming off in the woods, which is pretty un hutch like yeah, and it's <laughs> it's super brutal. He's not just like he he is he is like death rattling. It is yeah yeah yeah. It's not like hey mates out here <laughs> hey hey no no. It is it is like you can he is being torn. Yes, this is grown ass man being disemboweled. Sound oh, so they freak the fuck out and they go looking for him. They can't find him. They're searching pretty much all night. Yep. And by the time they by the time they find him, it's morning and the sun is coming up. And, the light is kind of fade coming through and they find him. Of course, he's 
hanging from a fucking tree, just like the deer. Yeah. Uh, and it's fucking glorious. <laughs> oh man. It is, it is, it is intense. I even like, there's like the detail of, um, uh, Phil who like can't quite bring himself to look up. Like he mm-hmm. sees it and then he looks down and he's like asking them like, is it Hutch? Is it Hutch? He can't like do it. <laughs> of course it's fucking Hutch, you twat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get him down and they, there's like a close up of his face, like, kind of looking down at his face, at Hutch's face, and he's got, like, the dead eyes and stuff. He look, he actually looked like a dead guy. It was pretty impressive. Yep. It did look like a guy pretending to be dead. So they cover him They cover him up with, like, branches and shit because there's really not much they could do. They they want to bury him, but they can't really do that. So, um, and I think someone even, like, suggests that they take him with them, which isn't going to work either. Yeah. So... They just they just cover him up with a bunch of branches, like, very haphazardly. You can still see part of him sticking out and stuff. And they're just like, all right, well, like I guess we just go see what is going to fuck us next. Yes. <laughs> so they find they find ev- evidence of woods folk, <laughs> and so they they're like, oh fuck that, and they go the other way. Like at this point, they're just they're do- they're done. Oh yeah, they're just. W- wandering around hoping to catch a break which they aren't going to and uh there's some really beautiful scenery shots including a really cool overhead shot um you know it's it's a really i mean the area is beautiful so it's 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 really cool to see that kind of overhead shot and it gives you just kind of this sense of how hopeless they are they're they're completely stuck in these woods yeah they're all fighting with each other luke has become like the survival guy and uh, Hutch is is freaking out about, or not Hutch, uh, Dom is freaking out about Hutch's family. He's like, well, mm-hmm. well, he has a wife and kids. What about his wife and kids? And the whole time, Phil's just like, it's that thing. It's the thing. <laughs> I just was stunned that somebody married that douche and had kids with him. <laughs> wow, that guy has kids? Okay, yeah, all right, well, fine, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, okay, great. British. But they're like, client- yeah. <laughs> They're like climbing up, you know, like climb, trying to climb up these hills and it's really densely wood. It's pretty claustrophobic. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a little, it's a, a little bit uncomfortable because you can imagine being in this position. I mean, they're, they're so out of their element. They can't fucking climb. They, you know, they're lost. They're scared. They're, half of them are dead now. Uh, and then we get this shot where the, the thing is, you know, something's watching them. So we know it, it, again, just kind of building up the sense that something bad is just basically playing with them at this point. Yeah, it's one of those cool shots where it's in the background and it's not moving and we, the audience, don't even see it until it moves and we just barely mm-hmm. catch that 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 little like, oh shit, what was that? It's yeah. so good. It's a good, I like that that little that little trick that they use in movies and, and in this case, it's done really well it's like one of the better examples of it yeah you can even you can go back like i did and like pause it and like try to go like like pause play pause play pause play and it's just they did a great job it's like nothing is there and then all of a sudden something moves yeah it's really cool and obviously something enormous (laughs) yes Yes. (laughs) um uh, Luke goes to to scout ahead. He sees the uh, he 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 can see the lodge in the distance. It turns out it was to the southwest, just like uh, uh, Hutch had said. Uh, but he also can see like torches on the mountainside between them and the lodge. And he's like, "Huh, that's weird." Then he goes back 
to tell them, but everything's fucked up and a thing comes out of the, the woods and it grabs Phil, pulls him up into the air. The uh, the flashlight that Phil was holding drops. You hear in the this horrible growling noise and it kind of sounds like the growling noise says, Luke, and it's like, oh, fuck yes. And that flashlight causes Luke Something, I forget, I think he trips over something and he hits his head. And then that flashlight dropping to the ground becomes like, like flashes to the, the bad fluorescent lighting in the liquor store. And he's back in the nightmare. And it's another one of those half nightmare, half, uh, or half liquor store, half forest shots. And it's really good. And it's now uh, more intensely on all of the, the shit that happened. And oh, it's just. It's fucking great looking. It doesn't propel the story forward, but it it looks great. Um, I think maybe this is where it shows him walking out of the store, and I think so. And and he like it, so he just like walks out, and there's there's Phil, Dom, and Hutch, and they're like, "Where's Rob?" And apparently, like that's how they found out is that he walked out of the store and told them that Rob is dead. Woo, yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, and uh, he comes back to it. Um, he he. There's a jump scare where Dom is peeking his head out from behind a log, and uh, they find each other. And now they're not fighting anymore; they're best friends. And he says that I'm not going to leave you, and that's probably not true. <laughs> uh, and then they start getting chased through the woods by something that is impossibly fast that's one of the things that's great is all throughout this you see that the trees are really close together the the branches you know like there's like enough room to move between them if you're a little short human being but like up in the top it's just impossible to move through anything and there's something enormous chasing them you even see at one point you see a thing up there up there and it looks like a branch but then all of a sudden it's like an antler and it moves and it's like oh you're fucked (laughs) it's so good (laughs) it's amazing Uh, they uh they find a path of these stumps that have like a shape carved into them and they're used for something they have torches in them um, and uh, they follow that, and then they find Phil has also been eviscerated and put up into a tree. Um, they make their way, uh, they keep going forward, they make their way to a very important looking shed, way more important than the rest of the sheds, because a trail of uh, torches leads to it. They get captured by uh, creeps. Yeah, they're not... Uh... They're not a real friendly looking group. No, fair. no, they're very Adams family-ish and uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's super not good. They they wake up the next morning and they are uh, chained to walls in a log cabin that apparently has sand for mortar. It's just, <laughs> yeah, you can, you can just push your finger through it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, yeah, no problem. Not great construction skills. <laughs> um, and uh, the, after after a little bit of talking, the creeps come in. They take Dom away, club him over the head. And then Luke can hear him off in the other room being tortured while chanting goes on and and really like thick big maybe the monster doing something maybe mm-hmm. just some gross folks doing something it's really not uh 
not for us to know, but I guess they're like tenderizing him and spicing him up for something to come. Yeah, they're season- they're seasoning him. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's real unsettling. Um, they eventually bring Dom back. He doesn't say what happened to him. He's just he's a changed man now. <laughs> he is no longer about survival. He's he goes through this whole like tell my wife I love her type thing. And uh, after a little while of that, oh yeah, there's the there's a, oh they bring a witch in during all mm-hmm. of this, and uh, and she sees Luke's chest. She like pulls his shirt down. And she's like, ah, uh, yeah. And then she pulls her shirt down, and you can see the same pattern of of puncture wounds on her chest, but now lines have been drawn on them, and it's like, oh yeah, you also do Bluetooth. Okay, I see. <laughs> So, you can connect connect your phone to my chest. Yeah. So she like nods at him knowingly, like we are the same, you and I. And Luke is not happy about that. <laughs> the fuck we are. <laughs> Later, they come, they grab Dom, and they tie him to a snake out front for what we can only assume will be a snacrifice. <laughs> um, it, it gets more chanty. There's obviously something building up to it, and Luke is inside. He ends up doing the uh, the awesome guy thing, where he dislocates his thumb in order to slip his hand out of the uh, out of the binding, like the the manacles. I don't think it's just a it's not just a handcuffs. It's like old school manacles or something. Um, and it's disgusting. It's like really well done. Yeah, it has a really good like like wet popping like you're breaking apart a piece of <laughs> thick chicken um, yeah uh, but he's not able to to get out in time to save dom surprise um and dom is out there and he's just like yelling abuse at whatever he's like yeah whatever and uh he sees something very tall approaching him from the woods And then as it gets to the edge of the woods, all of a sudden it turns out that it is his wife, Gail. And she's beautiful and she's just walking out of the woods in a in her regular American attire and approaches him. And and it's just fucking awesome. (laughs) And he's like, Gail, and he's just so happy. And then like she comes up to him and says things to him and she's like caressing his face and his neck. And then we see that it, in fact, is not Gale. It's a fucking awesome monster face with glowy eyes. It's like ring wraithy. And uh, we don't get a full look at the monster. We just get this like up close face business. It's very good. It's so cool because he like when she shows up at the edge of the woods, you're not expecting that at all. And. You know, it's like the most normal thing you've seen for about an hour. And and it's because of that, she looks so alien and out of place because it's this well-dressed, clean-clothed, beautiful woman just casually walking towards him. It just looks so strange and and unnatural. And then she gets to him and he's just, ah, Gail. And you look in her eyes and her eyes are all clouded over. And then she's stroking his face and then it switches to his point of view and then back and you see this crazy fucking monster face where it's like yeah like you said just the eyes and it's so it's so good it's so it's like oh this guy is so fucked (laughs) he's so fucked (laughs) 
There is zero chance that this dude's getting out of this. Yeah. Yeah. And the, this monster, I do not know how to verbally describe this monster, but it is really good. We get lots of good looks at it, but even after you've gotten good looks at it, it's like, what the fuck did I just see? It's 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 like um, in this instance, it's it's kind of like a deer and a moose, but it, it has arms coming out like human arms coming out all over the side of its head and hands and all kinds of weird shit. I mean, yeah, its face is flat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and 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 it's part of its face is like a whole upper half of a human body basically is oh it's so fucking good (laughs) it's it's it looks semi you know a lot of it looks animal like but then there's these weird human elements particularly around the whole head area like you said this there's human a human body and it's not just like some yeah, it's it's it actually looks like it could be a real thing. That's what's yeah. so cool about it. Yeah, it's 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 really good. You'll you'll see. I'll I'll make sure that this thing is the uh is the uh photo for the episode. Like there, there's a good it, shot of it. it. It's it's one of the best movie monsters ever made. It's no it, doubt. Yeah, it's great. It we need to give it a name. <laughs> we're, we're about to. Oh yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so what? Yeah, he gets pinned to pinned to the tree, doesn't he? Oh yeah, no, it picks him up and it carries him away while he's like having delightful gale conversation, and then it just <laughs> squishes him into the side of a tree. It's like, oh, it's Gale. Oh fuck, it's not Gale. Oh no, <laughs> it's so it's so many things that aren't Gale. <laughs> it just yeah, just sticks him to the tree. I thought it would eviscerate him. I was surprised it didn't, but. I guess that's for later. Yeah, it's going to come back later for the sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> so back to Luke in the in the hut and the het, shed, whatever. And uh, this this lady, this this like friendly lady comes in. It's it's this is this is the only part of the movie that I thought was a little kind of like quirky, like didn't work very well for me. She just comes in and does one of those things where she's talking to him, but he's she's actually talking to us so that we know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, exposition she, lady. She explains, yeah, she explains what the what the creature is that it's basically a, a Norse god, a Jotun is that what it's called or a Jotun? Jotun, Jotun, and uh, that it's it's a bastard offspring of Loki that um, they worship and. It, it essentially grants them like eternal life of of some sort, yeah. or at least, or at least radically extended life of what we discover isn't necessarily a great thing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they worship this thing, you know, and obviously that that in exchange they they get this this sort of weird gift. No more pain, no more no more death. But uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a uh, a cult of sorts, a pagan cult, and they are worshiping this this in this case very real creature. And anybody, so yeah, anybody that's uh, unlucky enough to find their way into this area up in northern Sweden is fucked. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, it's like um, 
what's the one with the with the pit jug face you know with that, oh yeah with that actual backwoods deity but this one is way better than just a pit in the ground yeah this is a fully fleshed monster that you see and they don't you know i mean she she tells him what it is which i guess is is actually kind of makes sense i mean because she you know he's been selected by this thing and you know, she explains to him why, you know, because he asks her why he's chosen. And she says he's chosen because his pain is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this thing obviously uh, it thrives on human suffering in some way, I guess. It's some sort of tribute to it. You know, these these gods are, you know, they're a little wonky. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he's kind of like, OK, that's well, that's just great. I'm not sticking around for this because he, not he like this lady. no, he does not want to join the cult. So, you know, shocker. <laughs> um, so he tries to escape, you know, he wants to, he's going to try to get the hell out of there. And he, he goes up into the attic area and basically there's like, there's like a, like if you go to church and there's a bunch of people sitting in the pews, except if all those people were like rotten to the point of just like, wraith-like almost just sitting in these pews like held up by sticks and stuff if i remember they're like tied to sticks yeah and then he he torches the torches them just starts setting them on fire and we of course we discover that they're still alive yeah they're still moving he uh he finds them by following the sound and it's it's chanting that's right it it sounds like a horrible record but it turns out it's just all of these uh attic mummies are going and then the instant he opens the door to the attic it stops but then like once he starts burning them he like their their mouths start moving like bad animatronics (laughs) it's amazing because obviously the implication is yeah, you're going to live forever, and uh, but you're also going to rot away while it's happening. Yeah. It's, that's just great. They're just, they're like withered husks just sitting there chanting. Yeah, still uh, a little wet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, torching them was really a good decision. Yes. Which, I guess a, I guess they do kind of die in that respect. I don't know. But anyways, he, he, he punches the witch... Gets a hold of a gun, loads the gun, kills the Uncle Fester looking guy, who's like kind of a mix between Lurch and Uncle Fester. Yes. (laughs) Tall, skinny, but very bald. He's basically the uh, singer for that band Midnight Oil. (laughs) Yeah, he's like he's like the one that's closest to joining the attic choir. (laughs) Yeah, he does not look good. Yeah. And uh, he shoots that guy, which was tasty. Yes. And uh, and so. Now he's like, you know, now all hell's broken loose. And uh, the thing is, has, has basically is, is there. It's like, come for Luke. And uh, it's like looming in the doorway. And um, it, it has, it's got like the, the, the lady, the, which lady is it? I forget which lady it even was. I think it's the lady, the, the exposition lady that told him all of the information about, about, we the, don't say its name. That's right, the nice lady. I know she says yeah. her name to him, I think, at some point. But uh, but anyways, yeah, so she's like de-eyeballed and it drops yeah. her. It's really good. <laughs> drops her on the ground. Luke takes off and uh, you see this amazing shot of the, the building like completely engulfed in fire with the, the creature standing like 
in it's basically silhouetted because of the the brightness of the flames. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> you get an idea for the size of this thing is probably like 15 20 feet tall maybe. Yeah, it's like a kind of like the 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 uh torso of a giraffe. Uh, yeah. But with like a scaled up elk's neck and head and then of course the the face of it is like uh, the top half of a human body. It's, it's just great. Oh, and it has a, uh, it has like spikes sticking out of the, its spine all along the ridge of its back. It is just impossibly amazing. <laughs> it's crazy because I mean, you know, so many times if, you know, you, you watch creature features and the monster is, you know, I mean, it sometimes it's fine. It's effective or whatever, but it almost never works as a creature on its own you know it, it it's fine in the context of the movie or whatever but this move this monster is fucking perfect yeah yeah it is i mean it it looks like something that you could actually run into even though it doesn't look like anything you've ever seen really it's amazing yeah it's impossible and i love it i i oh, it's so it, you you just you don't get a lot of really good movie monsters, you know. Like yeah. every once in a while, one comes along, and I just haven't heard like people. I don't think this movie monster has gotten enough praise because it is it is so good. <laughs> I like it's it really so good. Much. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's amazing how well it, how well done it is. And if you watch, no one here gets out alive. It's it's a very kind of similar idea to the facial area i guess of the monster you could say and that monster is also very good (laughs) it's so it's it's like the kabuki vagina face version of it or something it's horrifying yeah it's It's, got that face like behind a foreskin type thing going on and then when you uh, see it do the thing it does you're like oh shit it does that Oh yes, let's go. <laughs> that movie it, it just like catapulted itself into some crazy stratosphere the moment that thing showed up. I was oh. like, "Oh my fucking god, what is that?" <laughs> yes. Yeah, up until that point, no one gets out alive is very like, "Oh, okay, yeah. All right. Well, this is yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Okay." And then just out of nowhere, "Oh my god, yes. <laughs> let's go." Oh yes, please more. It's so good. <laughs> and oh, this is man. the same thing. This monster is just intensely so good. Oh, you're, you you don't expect it if you if you don't know anything about this movie. You're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a people shouldn't go in the woods movie. And then it's just like, oh yes, yes. Why aren't they all this good? I know it's fantastic. It's just the fucking best. I showed it to I had mentioned to a friend of mine that I was like, you know, have you seen this movie? And he said, no, I've heard it's good. I'm like, oh, it's fucking great. Have you seen the 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 monster from it? And he goes, no. What's it What's it like? And I'm like, well, I don't want to spoil it for you. And he goes, well, you just show me. So I sent him a picture, <laughs> and I'm like waiting for the response. And then I get this text back. It's like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Tun, you are 
God, I, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen it like show up in any like top ten movie monster lists lists anywhere. It's just like no one knows that it's there, and it's it's the best. Ugh. Was this movie? Was it only made for the streaming service on which it is shown? I think it was right. <laughs> uh, possibly. I have I have no idea how movies work, John. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't know if it was a theatrical release or uh, what the story was there. Now I'm kind of curious. Yeah, uh, it is from the before time when theatrical releases mattered. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> what are those again? Yeah, it, uh, mostly Spider Man's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, <clears throat> so anyway, so Luke, Luke hightails it. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Yep. And uh, he's running off into the woods and um, the forest, like. We see one more shot where the forest is like blending into the the liquor store, which is really cool. And, you know, Luke is, it's, it's like a combination of, I guess it's like the thing is basically showing him his fear because it enjoys it. It obviously, you know, thrives on human fear, I guess is, is the implication there. Yeah, it's horny for suffering. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's hungry for stink. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> the best album title of all time. So uh, <laughs> he, the thing, of course, chases him down. There's no, there's no outrunning this thing, and he, it, 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 it's really great because it wants him to get down and bow in front of it, and it basically is like forcing him down and pinning him on the ground. You know, which is amazing that it's just like yes. you're gonna fucking stay down here and and you know join the cult and pray to me or whatever. And he's just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're probably gonna pin me in a tree, but that's not happening. Yeah. I am not bowing to you. <laughs> so he just stands up, defiantly stands up, which is awesome. And of course, he you know just happens to find an axe. Yeah, it's the the axe that he grabbed. Uh, there was a guy in the shed earlier that, even though oh, he had just been right. like shooting cultists, this guy like is ignoring him and just like, oh well, I'm gonna bow because God is here now. Um, and I guess he's he grabbed it and brought it with him. That's right. He did the axe with him because when he gets pinned down, he looks over and he sees the axe within reach. I guess so. He gets a hold of the axe and you know, he was he hit the thing with it. Yeah, he hits it in, like, the chest or something. That's right, he whacks it in the chesticles. <laughs> hits the thing, you know, that, so he, it gives him, like, a moment, basically. And he he bails the fuck out. And, of course, now the thing's chasing him again. But he manages to get to the edge of the woods, and, you know, at the last second, he runs outside of the boundary of the woods. And so he's he's... As it turns out, he's outside of the territory of this thing because the, it stops at the edge of the woods and, I guess, can't go any further because it can't leave its territory, I guess, is the point. I guess. Um, I mean, that's, you know, or it doesn't, it chooses not to for whatever reason. So he he gets outside of there and he stops and turns around and the thing is just kind of standing there looking at him. And it, it, it roars, like, I guess a little bit, except that it's terrifying. Yes. And then he yells, like screams at it, <laughs> like back at it. And then it roars again and he screams back at it. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. And then he steps in a bear trap. And then he steps in a bear trap and, and he fades to black and he's stuck there. And that's the end of the other movie. <laughs> yeah. So he basically like realizes that he's gotten, he's escaped this thing's 
this thing's territory and he he walks off and the sun is you know sun's coming up now and it's 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 actually like got color in it because apparently the rain is it's a bright bright sunny new fresh day yeah so luke gets out of there movie over yeah he wins he wins i don't know what he wins but he wins he he gets away and uh uh, his life is ruined. <laughs> yeah. yeah, never again will he have friends. And if he does manage to get friends, they will never go anywhere with him because anytime friends go places with Luke, they all die, and he's just fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it, man. It's 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 tight too. It's ninety ninety four minutes. It's an hour and a half. Um, you know, it, it, it packs it all in there. It, it doesn't really drag, uh, as we had mentioned, I mean, it's shows you what it needs to show you and then it's over and it's, it's pretty, pretty simple. It it does the, does the job. Yeah. And, and, and parts of it are, are done like super duper well. I, I liked that scene where, um, where after it pushed him down, the guy like rears up on its hind legs and you can see that it has like extra pairs of arms. There's like, it's mm-hmm. got a pair of arms like just above its hind legs yeah. that are like wiggling around. It's like, what are those for? Oh no. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That part where the, like the body, the human body part of the face basically like stands up, straightens up itself, I guess. And these two arms come out and then like, fold together up over its head in like prayer it's yes. fucking amazing <laughs> yes. yeah the i, I i'll I, be honest i, w- I would have stayed and just basically worshipped that thing yeah that's pretty yeah. fucking awesome yeah yeah this guy obviously knows what's going on <laughs> <laughs> let's party oh, in the man. woods my dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> no shit oh <sighs> fucking yes um, so I gave this movie a 4.2 out of five loathsome things. I thought it was visually amazing, but at times like the, the emotional, uh, depth that it was going for, like the, mm-hmm. the, uh, connectivity to all of these characters and their trauma, I feel mm-hmm. like it was trying for more than it actually succeeded. Like the, the acting was there. But I, I felt like it, it didn't really bring it home. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it some of it kind of fell a little bit flat for me. Um, uh, it was like more archetype than than acting. But uh, it is also possible that I'm just being harsh. Maybe I'm I'm comparing it uh, too too hard against movies that came after it. You know, like Ari Aster films and and St. Maud and stuff like that. But I felt like it, it just was, was missing that little, little something that like knocked it all the way out of the park. Um, Cause it, it, I mean, that's, yeah, that's part of the, our reviewing process is, you know, what, and obviously there, we've said a lot of great things about it, but we, we are going to have criticisms for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, and and it's it's so good <laughs> it's it's so good but like once i got down to it and i'm like like comparing each of the little things i'm like okay well well this this wasn't great like this this isn't up to the level of other movies of its kind but oh, 
I fucking love this movie. So so don't take the fact that I didn't give it a, a four and a half or better to be a doubter because this movie is just amazing all the way through. I love it. Uh, it's a 4.2 out of five for me, but I would like seven or more sequels to this movie, please. And I don't care how low budget or bad they are. I just want more. <laughs> this movie, it's, I think it's like, it has a little bit of a feel of something that would be made for television. Like it could have almost been serialized in a couple episodes or something like that, oh. except that it would have, it probably would have run too long, but they, they, if they were going to do something like that, maybe they could get more into the cultists. And I guess maybe if I have a criticism, it's one of them is that the cultists feel a little, a little too artificially just cultisty. Like they don't, yeah. there's no real depth to them. Um, and considering, you know, the, the little bit of information that she gives us, that's actually pretty interesting. This idea that they, you know, but, but that's kind of part of the appeal, I guess, in its own way, is that there's not a lot of exposition. It just kind of, they give you what you need to know and then let you kind of fill in the blanks yourself. I'm sure the book, obviously, is going to flesh that out way more. I mean, he, from the from the two books that I've listened to, he definitely does do that. Uh, there's a lot of background information and stuff, obviously. I mean, they're books. Yeah. But, um, but at the same time, I mean, the way that it, the, the way that the story is told, it's, it's very effective. And one of the, what it lacks in, you know, certain types of depth, it, it kind of gives it a rewatchable quality because it's not a hard film to follow. So it, and it, it really does not uh, let you down on a repeated viewing, even, even when you know exactly what's going to happen. You're not, I, I, this isn't the kind of movie where you watch it 10 times and you see something new every time. No. You pretty much see the same damn movie every time and, and, and it fucking rewards you each time. Yeah. It's like, yep, that fucking kicked ass. I'm so glad I watched that again. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that hit the spot. Like, it's like sometimes you just need to see the ritual and you pop it in and it does exactly what you want it to do. Yeah. It's, it's so good. I could see, you know, you talking about it being like a, a season of a series. I could see this being like season three of the terror or something like that. It's, it's made for uh. that. Or season two and just get rid of that fucking Japanese internment camp storyline because that sucked. Oh, I did not watch it because like I read the I read the uh, like tagline for it and everything. And I was like, ooh, I I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> it's not very good. I mean, it, you know, it, it could have been done, you know, better. I, it, it could have been OK, I guess, except that I didn't find it a particularly interesting storyline, but it just isn't it isn't good. The first season's kick ass. Oh, so good. Oh, man. Never the, eat yeah. canned food again. <laughs> I know. But the second season was just kind of a, I don't know. I, I didn't even watch it all, so that gives you... But uh, anyways, but as far as this movie, I I gave it an even four stars. Um, four. Just keep it simple. Uh, it's... Because to me, it's a, you know, I mean, it, it's a simple movie. It, it Like I said, you know, it, 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 it is the same movie... I, that I saw the first time every time I watch it. And that's exactly what I want from this movie. So it's, for me, it's like a solid four works. It's not a perfect film. Um, I mean, if there is one, but this is, this is definitely not a perfect film. Um, any other criticism I would have about it, I guess. I mean, it, it's hard to say because it's impossible to make 
you know, a movie, particularly a genre film without putting tropes, but you know, it definitely is hitting on, I mean, the whole genre that it's subgenre is a trope in itself, you know, the whole folk horror thing, but it's, it's at the same time, it's, it's just a compelling kind of story. And these, the one thing I do kind of wonder about is the, okay. Like the lady explains that the Jotun, uh, what does it she say? Not that it not that it feeds on his fear, but that it it likes it or something like that. It it uh, it gets sh- it. Sh- yeah, yeah. It, it it likes his fear. That's why it wants him to be a part of the cult, basically. And uh, that's fine. But you know, like, what does that have to do with their friend being beaten to death in a liquor store? I didn't. <laughs> like, you can be afraid of all kinds of things, you know, and and so. Did it? Is it feeding on his reluctance to get involved when his friend gets murdered? Is that the fear that they're referring to? Because what's he afraid of? He's just afraid of confronting what happened to him in his past. Man, I do not know. Uh, It's. uh, I I guess. I guess. I guess so. It. It's not super clear. That's okay, but. But yeah, his oh, because his pain is great. So it's not about the fear; it's the pain. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. So I, I guess, guess that's you know. why it keeps like forcing him to relive the moment of his shame. Yeah, because it enjoys it or it feeds off of it in some way, and the power of that pain is is something that the that this god needs. So I mean, it's a god for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's not it's like yeah it's an elemental or it's a this or a that it's a fucking god yeah it's a it's a real asshole of a god too yeah he's it's a real prick yeah demands demands of uh of obeisance it yes. demands uh worship it's like it's a super monster I love it yeah. and and what's a whole attic of a choir for all for him. <laughs> I wish I, I guess, yeah, I wish I, there was more about, you know, who these people are that are in the cult. How long have they been there? Because obviously some of them have been there for a really long time, but they all yeah. have that I'm in a cult look, but, you know, like they're wearing burlap sacks and they're filthy and they're, you know, yeah. they, there's no, you can't really assign a, a, a sense of time to who they are. They, they just look, they just look like filthy people who live in the woods. It's like, okay. There is a yeah. a stockpile of what I think are like World War One era rifles in the cabin, so it's like maybe that's when all of this happened. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it could be the. I mean, the thing is timeless. Obviously, the creature has been around as long as people have been around. Obviously, so and and I, I guess the the assumption is, and I'm sure probably in the I'm guessing in the book he goes into you know that this thing the people from that region have some sort of tenuous relationship with this thing and always have you know um some people have chosen to go with it and the rest got pinned to a fucking tree (laughs) yeah but it says here like in the trivia that the 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 rifle that he uses to kill the creepiest creep was a mauser it's like a a world war ii like a german uh, mauser rifle so I mean that's they it's been there at least that long and that those yeah. ancient people that are all crusty um, <laughs> you know god knows how long they've been there. Yeah. 
I do like, I guess I never, I didn't put it together with the detail earlier in the movie. They talked about how, um, at a certain point, Sweden got into logging and then they stopped logging, whereas England mm. kept logging. And that's why, uh, Sweden is a beautiful countryside and England is a giant car park. Um, and I, I, I guess part of the implication there of having that in this movie is that maybe at a certain point they're like, oh, well, we shouldn't, uh, cut these trees down because that thing's going to fuck with us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that area in Northern Sweden is pretty, I think it's pretty uh, undeveloped. Yeah. I forget the name of that, that area, but it's, yeah, it's obviously like, like that, like you see in the movie. I don't know where they actually shot it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great little movie. Yeah. uh, It totally hits the spot. I mean, it's, it's, Movie, I think horror people know about it, but um, the average person probably doesn't know much about it. They probably, I don't even know if the average movie person would like this movie. You know, I don't know if it's too this or not enough that, or to me, it's awesome, but I don't, you know, I'm, I'm I have no idea. I'm, my finger is not on any pulse. So yes. I don't Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. I keep thinking, like, why would they make that? That's obviously stupid. And then, of course, people are like, "I love this." <laughs> so, okay. I mean, I'm I'm notorious I'm notoriously bad at picking the next pop culture sensation. I I saw Blink One Eighty Two on MTV when they were first coming out on like mainstream coming out, <laughs> and I was like, as soon as they were done, I, I remember I turned to whoever I was with at the time and said. Well, they're going nowhere. <laughs> I was kind of wrong. Just a little. <laughs> I don't know what people like. I, I, you know, I know when I hear about it, but I don't. I, I can't predict it. You know, like I, this movie seems like the kind of movie that would appeal to a large audience. It's not that hard to get, but no. Yeah, it it, it doesn't have the uh, the the crossover heft of of Ari Aster's movies that uh, maybe were a little bit like inspired by this i don't know i don't know if ari aster watched this movie before he made his two movies but there are elements from this that like like that statue could have just been like taken out of this movie and then put into hereditary and uh there's there's lots of ideas that are shared but uh but the what he did with those movies like the 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 visuals the acting like it it went over the top of what we get here. That said, uh, with your four and my four point two, that puts us at an eight point two out of ten. That cracks our top ten. Uh, it is this movie is now uh, at least for the moment enshrined uh, just below in the earth and just b- above Black Mountainside on our top ten horror movie list of horror movies that we've reviewed for an episode of Loathsome Things currently residing in the loathsome hall of fame yes so it'll take it'll take a it'll be it'll be number nine so that means we'll have to watch two movies better than it in in order for it to not be on that list anymore wow yes well we might (laughs) yeah let's go (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was uh it's it's I don't know if anybody listening is you know that if you're not like a huge horror person and you're not familiar with folk horror it's it's kind of pretty much self-explanatory the title i mean i think it was arbitrarily used in a discussion about british horror movies back in the 70s or 60s or something and the guy was trying to explain movies like the wicker man where you know the the 
it's often about people that are outside of the, you know, regular city life. Maybe they live in a rural environment and they worship, they, maybe they have a pagan background. They don't, they don't, you know, but there's always like some natural element or, um, you know, an alternate form of belief. You know, the people are always somehow other and different from, you know, the main, main group of society or whatever. Those are common themes that pop up in these movies. And sometimes it's, it can be done in an urban environment, but there's some sort of natural element, you know, that, that is being introduced. Um, it, it can be pretty loosely defined. It's one of those things where, you know, you kind of know it when you see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's often uh, what happens when regular Christian people go into not Christian places um like very explicitly in the wicker man where the guy is just all about being uh catholic or whatever and and just like super virginy and then he goes to like pagan island place where there are tits everywhere and and, <laughs> and a guy wears a dress and ooh it bothers him <laughs> and it's great because you know like in the wicker man i mean that could have you know there's nothing in that movie that couldn't have happened in you know, the real world. I mean, there's nothing supernatural about it. Um, their belief is supernatural, but there's no evidence that, that it's even real. It's just their beliefs. Um, so it could very much have happened. Obviously this <laughs> takes a little bit of a, little bit of a leap in logic to accept that it's, it's real. Cause that mean you would have to accept that Norse gods are real. Uh, Let's which, go. You know, <laughs> hey, maybe they are. I'm not, I mean, I'm just saying, but, but as far as I know, they're not. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, so it, it can run all kinds of, you know, like go all kinds of different ways. And this movie falls into that kind of subgenre. So if you're a student of horror, I mean, it, that's, I guess, an interesting thing to know. Having said that, it does stand on its own, though. It's cool. I, I love it. I highly recommend it. It's it's great. I'm glad we covered it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I uh, This is one that I... This is one of the movies I had thought about when we were when you and I started talking about this. When you had like proposed this idea, I was like, "Yeah, the, the ritual would always be up on that list of things I want to talk about." It's a, uh, oh, it's so good. God damn, that monster is so fucking good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I guess on that topic, we're now on to uh, we've 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 covered the movie, we've we've rated it and everything. We're now on to the the nameless segment. The 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 segment with no name about us us asking horror movie questions and getting horror movie answers. Uh, it, <laughs> the intro music goes here. Um, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my, my mouth accordion. Uh, nice. John, what are some of your personal favorite movie monsters, horror or otherwise? Uh, I, I mean, I love the, the creature from the thing. Oh God. Uh, yes. John Carpenter's thing, of course. Yeah. John uh, Carpenter's thing is my favorite movie. Monster. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's, uh, kind of like the, the ultimate movie monster. I mean, it's the effects on that are so fucking great. And the, <laughs> the concept of what it is, is the way they've adapted it from the, you know, from the movie before and from the story is, it's a it's a great take on you know on a pretty cool idea a pretty simple idea but a cool idea 
they it's it's run to a very d- disgusting and effective conclusion. <laughs> yes, it's so wet. Uh, it's so though, and just the weird like insect like or arthropod like appendages that burst out of things and then start to run on them and like the head that's upside down. Oh, and the head is so good. <laughs> all the mix of like animal and insect and, uh, you know, just little elements that it's picked up from all the different things it's consumed is fucking amazing. Yeah. And it's a plant, which just makes it even better. Oh, it's vegetarian. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so good. That's probably my favorite. I mean, that's the one. I, the the one from the void is similar, but is also very good. Yeah. Um, and then of course this this one, the ritual monster. But that that's those are probably my favorites. Um, I mean, Alien Geeker's Alien is fantastic. Yes. Uh, oh God. Uh, God. How about you? I don't know. There's so many I could probably go on for hours. I mean, uh, yeah, the the same. Um, I I love the first Tremors monster Mm, mm -hmm. uh with all the mouth bits it's just like a big slug it's great um outside of horror jabba the hut like changed my life like i liked star wars before i got to return of the jedi but then like jabba the hut i was just like fuck yes this guy is amazing oh my god and then he's dead no let's (laughs) fuck Fuck the Death Star. Let's just do the whole movie at Jabba's Palace, please. Oh, so good. Um, I I credit my like my body horror gag reflex and that like possibly all the way back to the uh, the original King Kong movie. Um, mm-hmm. That scene where King Kong kills the the dinosaur by breaking its mm. jaw open. Oh, yeah, that is traumatizing. I saw that as like a four-year-old, and I was not okay. I was like, I yeah. didn't even know you could do that to a body, and now I'm like thinking about it, and you know, now I'm the type of person that will faint at stuff. <laughs> I wonder if that's, yeah, there, there's something about removing a human's jaw that is really like effective as far as being disturbing i mean irreversible with the with the fucking fire extinguisher and that one and uh in annihilation where it just rips the that lady's jaw off yeah oh man uh uh the um what is it is it the grudge where where the one uh walks up the stairs uh and oh with no tongue sticking out yeah i think it might is it the grudge i can't remember it looks great. Yeah. I, I was looking yeah. at, I looked up like a search for best movie monsters just to kind of jog by memory. And it's like, yeah, there, there are some good ones. The Cloverfield monster is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the creatures from the mist. Um, oh yeah. The really fucking tall ones too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which reminds me of the creatures in monsters. Have you seen monsters? Uh, well, uh, I don't, I don't know. That's a very, I don't know. It's uh, it's like a kind of like an indie horror. The guy went on to make one of the Godzilla remakes. Oddly enough, they threw a bunch of money at him. Oh. Uh, but but Monsters was made on like practically no budget, and somehow you know he somehow managed. It's about an alien invasion, and somehow he managed to like with no budget make these things look real, like the huge things in the mist, very Lovecraftian and gigantic. Oh, it's Gareth Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, the monsters in that movie are, they're, they're the fucking tits. 
they're the ones that like bounce around and shit, right? They just they're just huge and they loom really slowly. They're like kind of spidery and kind of you know they're very Lovecraftian, like tentacly and spider bugish looking, but they move. They're so huge and they move really really slow. Yeah, um, he also yeah. directed Rogue One. Oh, that's right. He did do Rogue One. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. And then and then yeah. nothing. He's currently filming a movie called True Love. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> it does not. No. <laughs> Come on, Gareth. Be better. I know, right? This is one of the top ones. The fucking movie that we've been talking about this whole time with um, the other the other Adam Neville movie. That mm-hmm. one is great. Um it's another good example of a uh, like CGI monster that is amazing, mm-hmm. which I guess we're now coming up onto an era where CGI monsters don't look like ass. Yeah. That's very good news. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, yes, it is. Thank you so much. Yes. More, <laughs> more, more of that, please. Now <laughs> that said, I love, I love, um, practical effects monsters most of them don't look super great oh oh uh, a basket case i love oh, <laughs> yes <laughs> i loves me a good basket case monster yes oh so good what's his name the fucking little guy he's got uh like a demon oh, name belial belial yes let's go <laughs> so good yes oh my god uh we we need to watch we need to watch the basket case sequels too at some point I think we totally do, <sighs> but yeah no mon- like monster movies are are my favorite <laughs> all of the subgenres of horror are great but give me a creature feature and make it not a shitty creature and I am at my yeah. most happy it's it when they work they're so fucking great I mean it's it's there's really is nothing better than a good monster yeah I mean that's that's what horror movies are right they're they're monster movies oh uh, we uh there's one we might have to cover um have you ever seen the suckling (laughs) no (laughs) it is uh it's the suckling the suckling it's uh it's i would i would say it's very basket case adjacent it's like uh a lady has herself a toilet abortion and then it turns into a monster in the sewers and it is it is fucking good for a little horrible monster fetus creature (laughs) toilet abortion oh my god it sounds so terrible it is a really bad movie it's like how do we make a horror movie be anti-abortion oh I know wow (laughs) yes it's fantastic. Yeah. So. Yes. Oh yeah, we're we're definitely going to be watching this one. <laughs> <laughs> the suckling. The suckling. It's unfortunate to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it looks so good. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's available on free streaming services, which is how I saw it. I was just like going through uh going through you know like they have sliders of things where you have to slide through in order to find things and i came across that and i watched it like at the beginning of the pandemic and i was just like oh fuck yes this is great and then i promptly forgot about it for forever wow it looks it 
it looks amazing. Like every snapshot from it looks like a different creature movie. Yes. <laughs> They're all so strange looking. Oh man, this, we might have to do this next. Yeah. It's pretty good. Oh, uh, uh, also, yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, the guy that, the guy that did the creature effects for the thing. He's got lots of good stuff. Oh, the fly. Oh my God. Yeah. Once, yeah, once it sheds all the skin off. <laughs> yes. Brundlefly. Brundlefly, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great name for a creature. Oh, yeah. Go 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 on our social media and tell us uh tell us your favorite movie monsters. Please inclu- include photos if possible, gifts. That would be good. Yes. Um, because I, I want to find more movie monsters that I love that I haven't come across. And we need your help for that goal to be achieved. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Loathsome Pod or on Facebook at Loathsome Things. Uh, and you can email us uh, at our Gmail address, which I don't remember still. <laughs> I believe it's loathsome things podcast at gmail.com. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep talking and I'll find it while you're talking. Oh, let's see. I love other horror movie monsters. I love podcasts. Uh, Oh yeah. There's a podcast that I wanted to plug a little bit. It is called, I believe it's called the evolution of horror. Yeah. The evolution of horror. It's some British dude. And he decided that he wanted to cover horror movies, but like on themes. So mm-hmm. he he he's talking about like the history of horror, but like on themes. So he started off with uh, a whole sequence of slashers. And so he'll like he'll pick a theme like slasher and then he'll go through and review movies in chronological order. So like with slashers, he started with uh, Psycho and Peeping Tom and uh, then he did a Bay of Blood, Black Christmas, Halloween, Dressed to Kill, Friday the 13th, mm. and just like does them in order to give a historical perspective of that segment of horror films in, in, in like how they evolved. It's fucking great. And he's British. He's got a British accent. He's great to listen to. He's got people on there with him. Like he'll have like guest hosts to talk about specific things. The first episode of the show is great because uh, it explores the overall history of horror and they go all the way back to like trick films and then about how horror movies were like gothic house movies where it was basically just a Scooby-Doo uh, uh, plot. And then eventually you got to the point where you had actual monsters. It's it's brilliant. It's bloody wow. brilliant. <laughs> that sounds great. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, it's worth a listen. What about you, John? Wow. Do you have a, a, a plugaroo? Um, not of horror podcasts, just because I haven't listened to any new ones recently. Yeah. I've plugged, I plugged ones in the past. Those are the ones that I generally do listen to. Uh, podcast wise, what have I been listening to? Uh, not a lot. I've been just listening to a lot of audiobooks. books. Uh, and getting into like classic horror and stuff like uh, M.R. James and um, some Poe stuff and of course Lovecraft. But um, and then more like new stuff like Adam Neville and um, uh, Dan Simmons, the guy who wrote The Terror. Oh, Dan and, Simmons. Oh, my God. Uh, some other stuff. Uh, Ramsey Campbell. Uh, 
oh god what the hell's that guy's name the american guy that wrote the book about <laughs> how he's a nihilist it's hilarious but his oh oh thomas Ligotti. thomas Ligotti's uh horror horror fiction is really cool it's it's really interesting it's very literary but he's a he's a contemporary writer um but anyways yeah there's so i've been just listening to a lot of audiobooks lately um that's rad yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to dive into horror horror fiction again because i've gotten away from it and now i'm starting to i I got to the point where i was like man books aren't scary now i'm like i need to i need to dive into that a little bit more because it seems like there's really like really really cool stuff going on in horror right now horror there is there really is yeah 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of good horror stuff i mean it's you know how it is about like being scared like it's not I mean, yeah. life is fucking scary. So it's like watching a movie is, it might be creepy or it might kind of freak you out a little bit, but it's not really, you know, it's like, it doesn't compare to the horrible shit that happens in real life. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it becomes more of a diversion. It's like a way to face the kinds of things that you, you know, that make life unbearable. Sometimes you can kind of compartmentalize it in a movie and enjoy it, you know, without it actually hurting you. Of course, some people don't feel that way movies like that traumatize some people and they shouldn't watch them because it obviously isn't making their life any better it's making it worse (laughs) (laughs) it's like well fuck that my life already sucks (laughs) yes yeah no horror movie is as scary as all of a sudden your car making a weird noise yes that is yeah no movie has managed to capture that fear yet (laughs) oh god what is it now (laughs) And that's exactly yeah, that's exactly why some people don't like horror movies because they just don't think it compares. It's like they don't they don't. But you know, it's just different different things work for different people. For me, if I if I found horror movies to be unbearably scary, I wouldn't be watching them because it wouldn't be any fun. Yeah. You know. Um, so there's there's I'm getting something else out of it. Yeah, they're they are kind of scary, but it it's more for my imagination to kind of think. You know, what would it be like if you lived in a world where this was actually a thing? You know, then that kind of stuff is fascinating to me. And, and that, that keeps me pretty busy after I, I watch a horror movie thinking about stuff like that. Like, well, what if what if there really was some sort of weird elk god that lived in the Swedish forest? <laughs> you know, like, how would that actually play out in real life? <laughs> yes. Yes. Now I can think about that and have a good time. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't enjoy roller coasters. They're not for me, but other people do. I think maybe what I get out of horror movies is what other people get out of horror coasters where it's like, "Yes! Yeah, this is happening now." And then later I can be like, "Woo, that was awesome." Whereas with a horror uh, with a roar, roller coaster, I'm just like clinging on until it's over and then I can move on with my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck fuck roller coasters. I'm too they hurt. <laughs> yeah, they they hurt. We know a person that got their head busted open because someone got on a roller coaster with a cell phone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so don't do don't do roller coasters, folks. Leave them alone. Yeah, they're they're really dangerous and really scary. Yeah, yeah, and and avoid uh, water slides. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck the fuck water slides. Yeah, just stay home and watch horror movies, folks. <laughs> if there's if there's one message that we want to get across in our podcast, it's fuck water slides. Fuck water slides. <laughs> it's fuller. They're full of urine. They're dangerous. 
<laughs> They're designed by madmen that do not have engineering degrees. <laughs> the, their measure of I've gone too far is someone died in it. And that still, there are still billboards up where it's called like, you know, the life ruiner. <laughs> The absolutely positive you're gonna die. Or... <laughs> yeah. Get on down to Water Park and go down the morning. <laughs> Spend five minutes in the Jenna Torturer. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not spending any minutes in the Jenna Torturer. No. Nope. <laughs> Send your de- kids down this death trap. <laughs> Send your dick down this death trap. <laughs> Nope, not happening. (laughs) I'm not riding the dick death trap. (laughs) Band name. (laughs) Dick death trap. That's my spot. That's my, uh, my private eye name. (laughs) Dick death trap and the slinky Jenkins. (laughs) My name's death trap. Dick death trap. Oh, what? John, do you have anything else to say to the nice people before we retire and go watch the Super Bowl that they already know the results of? Oh, yeah, God, no kidding. Um, Watch horror movies and get in touch.